our anecdotal belief and desire that we provide high quality medical care to all of our patients, this, this research starts to call that into question. Enchanted Sky Media. From Los Angeles, this is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service discussing firefighting strategy, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again for another edition of Code 3. You are listening to the show for and about firefighters. Let's get started. This edition of Code 3 may make you a little uncomfortable. It's about racial bias among EMS providers. And while that bias may be unconscious, it affects patients all the same. My guest today led a comprehensive study of nearly 26,000 EMS encounters in Oregon over two years. The results are disturbing. The data showed that medics were less likely to do a pain assessment on Hispanic and Asian patients than whites. It also found that black patients were 40% less likely to be given pain meds. What's going on here? Certainly no medic goes on a run thinking that a minority patient is going to get different treatment, right? Here with some answers is Jamie Kennel. He is the director of the Paramedic Program, a joint program between Oregon Health and Science University and the Oregon Institute of Technology, where he's an associate professor. He's also a co-founder of Healthcare Equity Group. They help EMS organizations improve the equity of their care. And Jamie Kennel joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Thank you. Glad to be here. Why did you decide to do a study on this topic? I'm uh, in the process of uh, completing a PhD in medical sociology. And a lot of my background work was at studying racial disparities in various other medical specialties. And so as a EMS provider and paramedic myself, I was curious if some of the disparities that I was seeing in other areas of medicine, such as the emergency department, we're also showing up in EMS. And, you know, like any good researcher and doing my literature review first, discovered there's not many people that have investigated this in a rigorous, publishable way. So started to look into it myself. So what were some of the most important findings? To me, I think there were two, two of the most important findings were, one, that our anecdotal belief and desire that we provide high-quality medical care to all of our patients, this this research starts to call that into question in two ways. One is when I looked at pain medication management and pain assessment, racial minorities were much less likely to receive me a pain assessment, and that's the, the score of 0 through 10 when I looked at the data in Oregon. And regardless of the pain assessments for most racial minorities being, in many cases, higher on average pain scores from the white populations that I investigated. Uh, racial minorities were also much less likely to receive pain medications by EMS providers. 
Given that you're in the EMS field yourself, did you find that surprising? You know, I did and I, I didn't. Working as a paramedic, you certainly can see some of the firsthand evidence of treating different patients differently. But what I did not expect is it to be so systematic across the entire state of Oregon and so systematic across all racial minority patients that it makes the mechanisms involved uh, uh, more complicated to understand. How applicable are these findings to the U.S. as a whole? I think, obviously, my particular study just looked at EMS medical charts in Oregon from 2015 to 2017. And so, you know, part of the generalizability question would be to to understand if Oregon is similar to other states uh, to be able to answer your question completely. However, there are a handful of other studies that are mostly descriptive in nature in EMS at other systems, one in Contra Costa County, California, and another using national data that found very similar results. So I think together as a group, I think the findings are pretty generalizable and they have all found disparities in the same direction and severity. Now, I'm going to assume that your study did not address this question, but I'm hoping that you may have some insight. Do we understand why it happens? Yeah, that, that's an excellent question. So, and as you've stated, my study in particular, since there weren't any studies really clarifying if this happens, my particular study was surrounding uh, is there evidence that there's a different quality of treatment taking place? And obviously, it didn't get into the mechanisms why, which is an important next step question. So in my review of the literature and in some of the discussions in my uh, particular study, my reading of mechanisms that have been theorized to take place in other areas of medicine, and there are four of them that I think are likely to apply at the EMS provider level. One of them is language barriers. The second one is a a belief that race is a is a biological construct, which it is not, and and a lack of understanding that it's a social construct. The third is the theory around cognitive bias that takes place when medical providers are under heavy cognitive load. There are heuristics or stereotypes that get put into place to help decision-making processes, and those stereotypes are known to be laden with bias which is likely involved in some of these situations, but not all. And then the fourth mechanism that's discussed in the literature is the concept of aversive racism. And this is a, a racial scholars describe this as the third phase of racism in society, where the first being chattel racism or slavery, the second being state-sponsored racism, and think of the Jim Crow era as the second phase. And the third phase is aversive racism is what it's coined as which is largely a externally communicated belief in equity, but internally, possibly even unconsciously, a, a discomfort or a uncomfortableness in being in situations of mixed race. How, for example, did you establish that medics were less likely to do a pain assessment on a minority patient? Yeah, so it's a, it's a relatively simple statistical procedure in that, for example, we have 25,000 or so patients in this case that, that we're looking at. And these are all charts that EMS providers have filled out. 
And they're all, in this particular sample, traumatic injuries, right, of, of recent experience, 2015 to 2017. And so, in a simple way, the simple question is just to ask first, of the people that called 911 for a traumatic injury, who has received a pain score as indicated by having a pain score charted on their EMS charts? There's some limitations to that, as you might imagine, in that some providers may not be great at charting everything that they perform, and so may not chart some pain scores versus others. And the, the theory here is, across 25,000 charts, it's unlikely that if a provider is a poor charter, that they're a poor charter in patients of some races versus others. All right. You're a paramedic. When you were in the field working on a routine basis, did you experience any of these situations that you observed? Yeah, I do have some memories of certainly feeling the the urges or the pressure to treat some people with a, a reduction in the quality of care versus others. And I can certainly remember cases where you know, we would respond to a very fancy, uh, high socioeconomic status neighborhood for a, a person with chest pain. And we would certainly, my partner and I and the fire department that's responding, would certainly feel the pressure to treat them in a very different way than responding to a person that happens to currently be without a home in the park sleeping under a bench that has that same level and severity of chest pain. So I certainly can understand the pressures at a, at a provider level that are exerted here. Absolutely. What about racial differences? Can you remember ever having felt or ever having noticed that maybe a partner acted in that way? There was no like single event that's really jumped out to me. And part of it, you're right, that the example that I gave is very much a socioeconomic status difference, uh, which is part of the complexity here that race is often tightly interwoven with socioeconomic status. So it can be hard to extract the two from each other. One thing that I attempted to do in the study is to do that to try to isolate the effects of race. But there was no event, no single patient for sure that caused me to think that I am, I, I certainly believe that I am victim of this because of you know, my own upbringing uh, in various parts of the country. Some of it just, I had a lack of exposure to racial minorities. And so well, to be clear, you are a white guy. To be clear, I am a white guy. That's right. A white guy talking about race, which is always a tricky and yet very important thing to do. Right. Which leads me to this. Do EMS workers of color have the same experience in the field? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, the short answer is we don't know. There's not been any studies in EMS about the if the racial concordance or if the provider's race and the patient's race match, does the disparity change? What we do know is in other areas of medicine, they have studied racial concordance. And what they found largely in most cases is that the disparity lessens a little bit, but it does not eliminate the disparity, which to me speaks to the complexity involved in the disparity that we're talking about. Having done this research, what do you think comes next? Is there further research necessary? 
Yeah, the easy answer is yes, and always there's further research necessary. So this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I think further research can, should go in a couple of different directions. One is we need to explore the full breadth and depth of these treatment disparities by EMS providers. This particular one I just isolated on pain medication practices, specifically around traumatic injuries, but all of the mechanisms in play are widely available to almost every pro treatment protocol that EMS providers have. So I expect to find disparities across many different treatment protocols, uh, which is largely just not on the radar of most EMS agencies. This is just not something that they've paid attention to. So my hope is that this research requests of them to pay attention and start to look at their quality measurement data in a stratified way across race, across socioeconomic status. There are likely disparities there. And also across gender, there's likely disparities for men and women. The second big area of research next steps is around mechanisms, as you alluded to. So we understand mechanisms that are likely in place in medicine for other healthcare providers, but this is a very unique area of healthcare. So there should be uh, more effort around what are the mechanisms at play for that are affecting EMS providers, which leads to then the third area, what are some of the mitigation techniques that can be used to reduce these disparities once they are discovered? You were talking about what we can do to fix the problem, and I'm curious, what do you think we can do to fix this problem? Yeah, I think there's a bunch of things. I think this is the beginning of uh, hopefully changing awareness that uh, many agencies that I work with have this belief that's not backed up by any sort of research that they've done, that they give quality care to everyone. And so hopefully this will start some conversations at many agencies to say, let's go explore if we do vary the quality of our care based on a patient's social standing. And that could be categorized in a number of different ways. In this particular one, uh, race is a very good one to look at because there's a strong literature body that suggests that this is one of the persistent ways that we vary how we treat people is by their race, but there are many others. So what I hope is that this encourages first EMS providers to start to look at their own data in this way. And then they can all arrive at what is the best way to start to change this within their agencies and within their agency's culture. One example of how one EMS agency is starting to address this here in Multnomah County, which is where Portland, Oregon is based. The county has progressively decided in their last RFP for their ambulance transport contract that they are requiring the agents that won that contract to report on quality of care measures by patient race. And so that holds that agency accountable to understanding it and then to eventually start to build in some, some training techniques to try to get their arms around and start experimenting how do we change this so that we are providing high quality care to everybody and not just some some of our community. All right, fascinating study. Hopefully changes on the way. Jamie Kennel, thanks for being with me on Code 3 today. Excellent, Scott. Thank you for your time. So that's what Jamie found in his study. How does it square with your experience? Be honest with yourself and dig deep. You can leave your comments on our website at code3podcast.com slash bias. There are links to more resources there as well, so check it out. 
Please don't forget about the extra bonus Code 3 interview material available at the Code 3 Bull Session. If you make a monthly pledge of 10 bucks or more, you'll help keep the show going and you get instant access to the Bull Session interviews. It's easy. Head over to Code3Podcast.com support to join the people who are already backing the show. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I sure hope you'll be here. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's topic, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.